Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not the same as personalized therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or to submit a poem for me to read on the podcast, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, to build our community, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, Cojourners. I'm glad you're here for another episode, and I'm excited to be able to share with you another piece that has come in. And this poem is entitled Little Boy, and it's by David Downing. Little boy, little boy, I see you over there. Don't be scared. I am here for you. Life is hard, and it has been since you were two. Don't fret. I am grown and I am strong. I will protect you. Little boy, little boy, You are not alone, for I am your clone. Two in one we can be. I have your back. It's okay to cry. That does not make you weak. You have endured it all, but I am here to catch you when you fall. We will climb to the mountain's peak. Little boy, little boy, look at how far we have come. It's so beautiful down below. The climb was hard, but this view has made it all worth it. You have made it to the top, but our journey is not over. There are more mountains to climb, but you have grown. You are not a little boy anymore. You are a man now. A man that cries, a man that falls, a man that loves a man that triumphs, a man that knows when to ask for help because he knows one man cannot do it all. Little boy, little boy, I am not a little boy. I am a man. Yes. Oh my goodness, David. Thank you so much for your poem. We really appreciate that journey and that inner conversation, speaking to the child within, speaking to the earlier versions of ourselves, and then noting our growth and our progress, that we are not still there, right? So I can reflect on my yesterday. I can be aware of the way my yesterday has affected my life journey. And at the same time, I can acknowledge my breakthroughs, my growth, my healing, my awareness. So I wonder for each of you on today, what are the ways you are in touch with the younger versions of yourself? And what are the ways that you can see your growth and your progress your changes and shifts, your evolution as you continue the journey of becoming, becoming more and more you while continuing to honor and respect and have compassion for 
the former versions of you. So I appreciate the poem and it gets us right on track for our topic for today. I want to talk about coping with triggers, coping with triggers. And this has come as a result of a request. Uh, so one of you is works with children and experiences children uh, being triggered in the classroom. And so as we think about this piece of being triggered, our heightened response. So a trigger, some people use the word awakening or reminder. Uh, so whether you have a trigger, an awakening, a reminder, it is a feeling that comes up or a memory, a smell, a sound, or a visual that brings about a connection to a bad feeling, right? So something happens in the present that becomes overwhelming because it is connected to something from your past, right? So in and of itself, it may be neutral or it may be less upsetting to other people, but because it reminds you, it pulls you back into a negative sp space, a fearful space, an angry space, a vulnerable space, a panic space. And that can come as a result of a number of things as I was naming. And so it may be a scent. You know, if you had a negative encounter with someone who had, let's say, well, they were wearing a certain cologne. So when you smell that, it can put you back physically and emotionally in that state um, of panic. It may be a certain sound. It can be the sound of a person's voice or a number of people who grew up in homes where there was childhood trauma talk about the sound of footsteps, heavy footsteps coming, right? Or doors opening. So any of these experiences can create for you an overwhelming traumatic response, right? And so you can become stressed out. There can be not only intense emotional response, but intense physical reactions as a result of feeling unsafe, as a result of feeling overwhelmed, as a result of feeling terrified. And in the immediate moment, people around you may not be aware of what created your response. And depending on your self-awareness, you may not always know what is it in this circumstance that is triggering me, right? And so as we think about this topic, again, whether it is for yourself or if you have loved ones or people who you uh, take care of professionally that get triggered to think about how we may respond, right? So if it is you, if you find yourself noting that you get overwhelmed or have intense reactions that seem to not just be about what is happening in the moment, you want to give yourself permission to take pause. Sometimes react immediately out of the panic and so the reaction can really be not focused or directed 
or as a result of what is happening in the moment. So instead of going into my panic reaction, if I can give myself permission to take breath, to take, we like to say here on this podcast, sacred pause. So I give myself not only permission to take a breath, I also give myself permission to begin to try to relax physically, right? So in that moment, I might my, my muscles may be tight. I may be holding myself very rigidly. And then my body is giving me, reinforcing the idea that I'm in danger or that I have to fight or that I have to become aggressive or that I'm about to lose it, right? And so... Instead of trying to immediately plan my reaction to whatever's happening in the environment, my first piece may be to soothe myself, to calm myself physically so that I can then evaluate with fresh eyes what is really happening in this moment, right? So breath and relaxation. So dropping your shoulders, right? Paying attention to uh, the tension that may be in your stomach or your head. So you may rest your hand on your stomach, on your chest, even on your head. You may want to rest your cheeks in your hands, the palms of your hands. So that physical contact assurance, right? Giving yourself that support and pause. And then reflecting on what am I responding to in this moment, right? What is upsetting to me, right? And so I can think about what just happened here. And then does that remind me of anything? Does it remind me of another person? Does it remind me of another circumstance, right? So I want to start trying to put the pieces together of why am I so bothered in this moment, or why did this thing that to other people maybe didn't seem like such a, a big event, but it really uh, overwhelmed me, stressed me out. What does that, when else did I feel that? What does this remind me of? And then once I get some clarity about that, I can decide how do I want to respond in the moment, right? Because once I have the connections, once I realize, for example, maybe this isn't really about this person, but they reminded me of something else. So given that, how do I want to respond? Instead of immediately giving people the reaction that you would have given in the earlier circumstance, right? So breath, physical relaxation, reflection to try to connect the dots. What is this reminding me of? and then decision-making, right? So then I am being thoughtful. I am being mindful. What do I want to do in this moment? Whether to take care of myself, to exit this space, what I may want to say to the person or people who are present or involved, I can give myself permission uh, to make those decisions instead of being on automatic. Right. And so for some people, they get triggered by authority figures. Right. So if, for example, growing up, the adults that were around you 
may have been abusive or manipulative or in some uh, various ways dysfunctional, you may find yourself responding uh, intensely or feeling triggered whenever someone has power, even if they aren't doing anything unhealthy or anything abusive toward you, right? So some people have issues with bosses, with supervisors, with teachers, with anyone who's in charge, right? And so once you know that about yourself, you can start trying to respond in a way that more matches the circumstance instead of giving someone with authority all of the pent up emotions that I never got to express to my mother, to my father, to whoever the person was when I was young who mistreated me, right? I can begin to separate that out, the present from the past, so that I can try to align my reaction or my response to what is actually happening in this moment, yes? People may also get triggered around intimacy. If you are a sexual trauma survivor, if a person touches you in a certain way or says a certain thing, or the lighting in the room is a certain way or particular position, these things can be triggering. So you want to become aware of what are the things that are these reminders for me? What are the things that awaken that memory for me? And then once I have that awareness, I can communicate that to my partner, right? So some people will say that at the stage they are in their healing, they don't like kind of the playful, just uh, tickling someone or coming up to someone from behind, even if they're in a relationship, because that may put the person back in the space they were in when someone was abusive or took advantage of them, right? So once you have an awareness of what those are, you can tune into that for yourself so you know what what is coming up for me emotionally and physically, right? Now, if you become aware, you know, as the individual of I am feeling triggered in this moment. I am feeling overwhelmed. I am feeling intense. And I know that my reaction has more to do with my past than my present. And so I am looking for ways to calm myself, to center myself, to regulate myself. And so I want to uh, tell you what a, a couple of ways along with the breathing and muscle relaxation. There's also meditation and not just, you know, something stressful happens and then you meditate in the moment, but also if you make meditation a part of your day. So if you, for example, in the mornings, if you spend some time meditating, uh, meditating really enhances your self-awareness, right? I become aware of my breath, I become aware of my muscles and my tension in my body. I become aware of my feelings and thoughts in this moment. And so with meditation, that builds up our capacity to recognize what is happening within us, right? So once I have that meditation practice of I am attuned to myself, then when these events are happening, I have the skill set, I have the muscle in place, 
I have uh, the tools to be able to check in with me, right? If you are perpetually busy and on the go and distracted by everybody else or by social media or by television and constant music, you may uh, really be disconnected from home, right? You are your home base. So uh, with meditation, it will build up your capacity to recognize what is happening with you, right? So meditation can be very helpful. Another one which can be uh, important is any form of exercise. Because when we are triggered, we often are holding a lot of tension in our bodies and there's that hypervigilance. And so when my body is held tightly, it is communicating to my nervous system that there is danger, right? It's like if you imagine if someone unexpected uh, kind of breaks into your house, right? For many people, there is that shock, right? And so all of your muscles are are tense. You may even be holding your breath and uh, your body is just trying to figure out how to survive the moment, right? So... As I exercise, I give my body new programming, right? To not constantly be in that hypervigilant state, to not constantly be guarded and shut down, but to give myself the experience of what is it like in my body to stretch? What is it like for my muscles to be at ease? What is it like for me to be connected to myself, not only emotionally, but physically? And also what it is like for me to release the stress that I have been holding, right? To shake that out either in my dance, in yoga, in walking, in running, in basketball, in soccer. What are the ways I move my body that allow me to get a sense of release and relief and ultimately then calm and reconnection to myself. Yes. Something else that can be helpful for those who experience these triggers is self-massage, right? So that touch can be very healing. And so I mentioned before, you know, placing your hand on your heart or your belly or your face but you can also think about uh, self-massage. So actually rubbing your back, rubbing your neck, rubbing uh, your forehead, rubbing your hands together, right? That when I am soothing myself, I am calming myself physically, then emotionally, I am getting the message that I am safe. Right. So if you think about how can you hold yourself in such a way that instead of increasing the panic, that you give yourself comfort and assurance that it is well. And it doesn't mean things are perfect. Right. I may be having a disagreement with someone. So let's say, you know, there is a tension or an argument with a friend or a coworker. And at the same time, It is not worthy of a level 10 response, right? If I respond to this person in the present, 
based on all of what I have been carrying for decades of my life, right? If I explode on them with all of that pent up frustration, it is going to lead to a very dangerous circumstance and it will create a harm and there will be consequences for that. And so I want to be able to, even when things are tense, I want to be able to give myself physically and emotionally and spiritually the message that even though there's tension here, I'm okay, right? Because for some people, any level of tension they experience as like life or death, right? That this is threatening my very well-being. And so I want to give myself the message, I'm okay, right? I'm having perhaps a disagreement, but I'm safe, right? That no one is about to harm me, that I'm not in danger. Yes. And so think about for yourself where, what that self-massage will look like, you know, giving yourself foot rub, right? What does it uh, look like for you to physically comfort yourself? Yes. We also find that music can be really helpful when we are feeling overwhelmed or having that trigger or awakening. And music can be therapeutic both to listen to and to actually engage in. So you may want to uh, select for yourself or if you're talking about for a friend or the person who wrote in was talking about for a child, helping them to identify in advance what is a song that you find soothing, right? What is a song that calms you, that nourishes you, that fills you, that connects with you in a good way? And so to already know that because you, when you're feeling overwhelmed, that's not the time to try to think of a song, right? Because your mind may be just blank. But when I have already pre-selected, what is music that helps me to come home to myself? And that may change over time. Whatever your song was two years ago might not be your song today. So it's helpful to think about what that is. And then when we are feeling overwhelmed, to be able to play the music, right? And then we have also found that actually uh, singing and humming can also really help to calm and regulate uh, the nervous system. And so being able to hum the song you were thinking about or singing along with it, singing it out loud, that just in that process of vocalizing, that can help to bring you back to yourself, right? To ground you in the present so that you are not feeling so overwhelmed, yes? And then we have found that cold water is also really helpful to get us into the present, right? So some people will put ice on their head, right? Or ice on their neck, on their face. So when you do that, it helps to bring the intensity down. It helps to ground you. It helps to connect you in the present, right? If you don't have ice, some people will go and get run cold water and put their hands there and you can just kind of splash the water on your face. And so that the combination of water and coldness or the uh, ice can really help to regulate you so that you are no longer 
in that overwhelmed, triggered state. And so as you develop these skills, it will help to decrease the times when you feel overwhelmed or some people fear feeling out of control because either they have done things in the past they regret or they're afraid of something like that happening. So us utilizing these tools can help you to feel more confident that even when something startles me or surprises me, I have my toolkit, right? I have my strategies to help me connect and pause and then decide, right? And so that will reduce your blood pressure, that will help you to lower your heart rate. It can help to relieve uh, stress migraines. And some people get sick to their stomach when they're feeling uh, that triggered way. And so as I calm myself and nourish myself, it also puts me in a position to make decisions that I feel honor me, uh, that honor my integrity, that reflect my choices as opposed to feeling like I don't know why I did that, right? Or I just responded in this panic, but instead to have a sense of empowerment, to have a sense of agency, to know that even when these experiences happen, I have compassion for myself. I understand myself, right? Because I have been through some things and those things have made an imprint on my life. And so I can acknowledge that And at the same time, recognize I am not powerless, right? So those earlier experiences affected me. And with practice, with support, I am learning how to respond instead of react. I am learning how to soothe and center myself. I am learning how to live at home with myself. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. Mm -hmm.